Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion on all things well-being. This is Dr. Kimberly Quinn here today to, uh, of course, remind us all that uh, by becoming the boss of our brain, we can truly uh, live our very best life because thoughts come first and feelings come second and then actions or behavior third. So today, actually, I would like to... Um, talk about this topic of uh, sort of just not giving a shit. And this is also, I have to do a huge shout out to Sarah Knight because she is the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving an F-U-C-K. I'm going to change it to S-H-I-T. And why all this spelling, I don't really know. Because I think it's just a little easier on the ears. Like, I'm not offended by her book at all. I think she actually did a great job. Just for my own listeners, so I don't have to keep saying F-U-C-K over and over again. We'll just change it to... You know, it's sort of a skill, I think. It's, it can be considered an art, I guess, but I think it's more of a skill to kind of learn to sort of dole out, you know, the shits that are, you know, really worthy of giving a shit. You know, so really the big questions are, um, do you find yourself, you know, super stressed out and just finding that you're just overbooking, you know, you're cramming too much into your day when they're not, you know, there aren't really enough hours just being that yes person. And, you know, are you basically feeling, you know, overwhelmed? Are you, have you incorporated enough playfulness in your life? Do you play? I don't care how old you are. Gosh, I can't even imagine my life without playing. So it comes down to this. Are you stressed out, burnt out, not playing enough, overwhelmed and overbooked? That's what we're talking about. If the, if the answers to any of that are yeppers, then it's a good thing you're listening. So, you know, I, I guess, um, you know, sometimes those of us find ourselves, you know, giving too many shits. And often it's because we think we have to, you know, and there's a lot of reasons which we're going to talk about. But basically that's sort of, I guess we could term that obligated shit giving. So, I mean, first is sort of a, like a basic breakdown um, because... If the first step is, is Sarah and I talks about again, she uses the other four letter word there, but is to kind of separate the two columns, what I do give a shit about and what I don't. And then for the don't column, we'll stay there and, and kind of talk about how to stop giving a shit. And really what we're talking about is our, our own personal investment of time, energy, and, and, or, or, and, or money. And so basically what we are talking about is our most precious, valuable life minutes and who and what is worthy of those and who and what are not or is not. And then uh, Sarah comes up, and this book is very good, by the way. Again, I'm just swapping out the words so it's easier on the ears for all of us. I don't have to keep saying it. But she comes up with this not sorry method, and she has it smushed together sort of as one word. And um, it's really good. It's really kind of busts the boundaries of also codependency. It's just, it's really, really good. So she talks about the not sorry method is minimizing the time and money and energy, you know, that we're, you know, pouring into, she writes useless people and things. That's pretty clear. I mean, that's like spot on. I'm sure we can, you know, think of many, um, and also circumstances. I would say people, things, and circumstances. The only thing I would swap out is the useless part because, because sometimes I wouldn't want to call anybody useless, but uh, sometimes it's really, if, if it's waste and it is wasting our valuable life minutes 
on people who, again, aren't, I won't, I'm not saying they're useless because they're useful to somebody. They may not just not be useful in our lives at that moment. We may not be in the kind of same kind of growth place that they are in. We may not have a lot in common and they have, they, they may in a, be in a different kind of growth place with somebody else and have things in common with, you know, other people, though we tend to be obligated and we feel obligated to just say yes to things and be it show up at events because we feel like we have to when we're, they're not sparking joy in us. And if they're not sparking joy in us and we're not, they're not doing anything for our happiness level. They're just kind of there. Like the conversations aren't, you know, kind of promoting growth in both ways kind of thing. Also true with things. We'll get to that later and situations. It's often just time to move on because we only have so many life minutes to spend in one day. So when I say, hear me say frequently, spend our life minutes as if they are cash, which means we have to make choices. It doesn't mean that that person is not worthwhile. I just did a whole other video. We're all worthwhile. We all have something to bring to the table. We're just saying that there are only so many minutes in a day. And sometimes we, we just need to make, we just need to be wise about how we are spending our life minutes. You know, so basically we're talking about being that yes person. And, you know, from a well-being standpoint, this just isn't healthy. And I had uh, just in Minecraft with my students a couple weeks ago, we talked about why we often say we often say yes when we really want to say no. It doesn't mean an unkind way or anything. Just say no. We're, we're often invited to stuff and people are well mean. You want to join this? You want to join that? You want to come to this? You want to come to that? And again, it comes down to choices, just like we would make choices with our own budget of money, right? I'm going to choose to spend money on this and not that. It's just making a choice. Well, you know, Sarah gets into talking about having, you know, a shit budget, basically, you know, because we only have so many shits to give or which translates into what we talk about, which is our life minutes. We only have so many. We only have so many in a day in a month and in a year. And in the, in the end, we all know how that works. We only have so many life minutes to share and spend on with or on, on or with other people, circumstances and on, and on things in this lifetime. It, it's a limited, very precious, very valuable commodity. And so our life minutes need to have a budget just like we would with money. So if we talk, you know, if we talking about this in the sense of saying yes to things, it's like basically take pretend like our life minutes are dollar bills. We just say yes to things just all over the place that don't spark joy in us, don't do anything for our happiness level, don't do anything for us, period. And I'm not talking about doing other doing good things for other people because that that would count as matters to us, right? That that's a great thing to give a shit about. Just like in the the video I just did about being a mirror of value to people. That is absolutely something to give a shit about. So I just want to be clear about that. And the truth is we have a limited budget with this. And so we have to plan it out or just like money can slip right through our fingertips. And then, you know, we're at the end of the week or month and like, where'd that go? Now I have no money to do something fun because I just blew it on this and blew it on that. And, you know, had some reckless spending. Well, in the end of our valuable journey in this life. We're going to want that five minutes, 15 minutes, hour of, you know, being 56 or 66 or 36 or 26 or whatever, and not getting it. Just like money gets burned up quickly. So do our life minutes. So basically we're talking about evaluating, you know, for, for the things we're saying yes to, uh, 
you know, spending life minutes on a on people who don't annoy annoy the heck out of us. That is one thing, and people who also bring us happiness. And so again, the idea is not to just shift all the focus onto being selfish. That is not what we're saying, because again, it brings us happiness to also um, do something. You know, to do work with foster children, to do to be that mirror of value, like I just did in the last video. So that all brings us happiness too, because. We're doing something valuable for other people. We're helping them see their own value. So I just want to be super clear that it's not about, oh, you're not doing anything for me. See you later. It, no. Yes and no. Okay. So they're not annoying. And I think we all know who these people are. Yet we put up with them and we tolerate them. For what? For what reason? For what reason? And and then there's people we just genuinely love being around. So and we have to trim. We have to, just like any other budget, trim the fat. You know, when times get tough. We let go of some things, let go of the annoying ones, absolutely positively for sure, and embrace and spend way more life minutes on those who bring us happiness and we bring them happiness and growth and things like that. And another thing, you know, to just interject right here is that we know for sure, Ben, it's been researched like a gazillion times, very Marty Seligman, father of positive psychology. We know that our relationships are positive. I need to be careful because the toxics do the other, do the opposite. Our positive relationships are the number one for us living very long lives, number one for longevity and also for quality of life. And, if, and of course, this is another good reason to establish to do the two columns of who we should give a shit about spending time with and who we don't is because it is so easy that those who are at the top of our do give a shit about list the most important people to us are the easiest to take advantage, take, take, not take advantage, they take for granted. Those, they're the easiest for us to take for granted. Why? Because they are the most important people for us, the, 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 to us, the most important people, because we know that we can count on them no matter what. And the people we can count on no matter what, as in we could call them at three o'clock in the morning and know that they would, you know, kind of, you know, regroup and listen to us and, and we could let them right into our rib cage and tell them everything that just happened with the heartache we just experienced or whatever. Those people who love us unconditionally, top of the list, who we do give a shit about, so much easier for us to take for granted for exactly the same reason that they're so important to us. We know that they're going to love us unconditionally and be there and forgive us no matter what. So the give a shit list is about really prioritizing the people in our life. It's not just the people, but they're obviously the most important who we give a shit about and who we don't, which again, aesthetically doesn't mean we don't care about somebody. It just means that there's only so much time in the day to spend, you know, with our valuable life minutes. And we need to really regroup and hone in on, you know, who we really, really, really want to prioritize and spend our very valuable life minutes on and with. And then Sarah says that Sarah Knight says that most people give away their shits. She says F-U-C-K's. Most people give away their shits without much thought. Feelings of guilt, obligation, or anxiety cause them to have in a manner in a manner of that, while least objectionable to other people, is often detrimental to their own levels of annoy versus joy. That is absolutely the truth. So when I ask my Minecrafters, why is it that we remember they're mostly 18 to 22, emphasis on the 18 and 18, 19 and, and they right away, it rolls out of them because I'll feel badly. And then we kind of, we ask for a few more layers of badly. And it means guilty. 
I feel guilty that I'll hurt their feelings. They're very clear about needing external approval. Of course, they're in the developmental zone for that. Not that we can necessarily to always shake that or do shake that by the time we're 50, you know, but they're way more of, of a developmental age range for that silent audience thing and caring what other people think. So they're right away talking about the external, the need for external approval. We say yes because we need approval from other people. That is something we want to shake for sure, because the only approval we need is the approval on the inside. And the need for external approval is a, is a, is a thief of life minutes, just a thief. So then, so my students talk about, okay, the need for the approval, I feel guilty. They might not like me. And then there's the whole FOMO thing, fear of missing out for anybody who's in the seasoned range and doesn't speak young adult. That's fear of missing out. And then there's also an even like another amped up level of FOMO, because if I say no, like three times to this nice friends group, because I really just feel like I don't want to go out to a party, I just want to binge watch whatever on Netflix. If I say no, like two or three times, then they stop asking me. So there's all these reasons that we say yes, when we really want to say no. I feel obligated. Sometimes I know with professional level, I know this for sure. I call it opt. Actually, I can't give myself credit. That'd be my husband. He says, well, do you want to just go for optics? You know, and that means to be seen at whatever said event, because maybe that event is on the professional level, like a big meeting, like for us to be a town hall or something where it's one big, my colleagues would actually call it a super spreader right now because of the Rona. Um, but, you know, you want to, like, if you want to be seen that you were there, you might not give two shits, forget any, any more shits about what's actually being said in whatever meeting applies to your work. But you want to be seen that you were there and sort of like appearing like you do give shits kind of thing. So we would label that as false or fancier. We could say faux shit giving, which is really, you know, all about the optics. And if we're honest, I think we can admit that we've probably all had, you know, more than a few of those situations. It also applies to family. You know, like if there's, you know, like the 19th bridal or um, baby shower or Jack and Jill shower, whatever. And it's one thing if it's, you know, somebody close to you, but it's like the fifth cousin three times removed, but you know that, you know, you're going to catch heck from, from your parent or your mother-in-law or whatever. And, you know, and it's gorgeous. Like right now today in Vermont is the most beautiful fall day. It's the ideal temperature and it's breezy and sunny and the leaves have turned. And I, I, the very thought of being locked in to, you know, any kind of event, if it weren't my own, you know, children on that level, would just be excruciating. So when it's something like that, and it's not your main people, and it's, you know, you know, the fifth cousin twice removes Beagle's puppy shower. Oh, my God, just say no. Save the life minutes. You know, again, if we think in a, in a budgetary sense, like, okay, right now, it's an absolutely spectacular, spectacular um Saturday, and I'm actually looking all it out. I'm looking at it right now through glass. Have doing this this with this very fun uh, podcast because this doesn't work for me. I love this. This is playing for me, and I was going to be on the deck. And the only reason I'm not, um, which is just interest for me being outside, is because it's it's this lovely breeze would have made it an annoying sound on on here, which is why I'm just looking at it through the glass, and it's it's still absolutely gorgeous. So we're talking about. The shit budget. So if we're talking about a day like this, again, if it's not for your own children, or your partner, somebody like super inner circle, we think of layers of the onion. And it's, you know, the, again, the, the, the second cousin twice removed, who you haven't seen in 20 years is 
daughter's best friend's beagle's puppy shower. And it's going to, you got, you got to drive there. You got to drive back. You got to do all the bullshit, small talk with people you don't see and don't really care about again, not in a deep way. It's just, they're not your main people. Think of, think of what that, that chunk of that, that's taking out of your budget on a day like this, when you could be hiking, you could be having wild, passionate sex with your partner on the deck with no one looking, but the beautiful foliage, you could be doing anything, anything. And then you know, at the hour there, the hour back, the few in the middle, five hours of a gorgeous day that you where you don't, where it's not life-giving for you. It's small talk and it's just dumb versus, you know, it's your own, your own child or, or maybe it's your favorite cousin or something like that. Totally different where you can't wait to get there. You spend tons of time picking a valuable gift rather than just throwing a check at it because, you, you know, because to check the box kind of thing. Totally different scenarios so important to look at your shit budget shits that you're willing to give on this gorgeous day and okay so we'll get to, to sarah's wonderful um not only her shit budget but also the not sorry method it doesn't mean we're cool bad people it means we're healthy people and if you remember with um i just thought of this at this minute Brene Brown, who's also a dear friend, she doesn't know yet either. I mean, Oprah's like, you know, definitely my number one. But I'd like, I really like to meet Brene too, because, um, and Oprah and Brene and I are just like right on the same page with this whole thing. If you remember, Brene talked about her research with, um, when she did research with compassionate people, and she found that the most compassionate people that she interviewed, which were lots and lots and lots, because this is like her thing, compassion and shame, she has great stuff. The most compassionate people were actually the best boundary setters. They were really great boundary setters, which means they said no. They said it politely and kindly, though they said no. And the reason is, the reason is when when we're able um, to be compassionate like that by setting our own boundaries, that means we love and accept ourselves and we value our own life minutes. We cannot value the life minutes of other people if we don't value our own life minutes and setting boundaries is healthy and it can be so hard to do for the previously mentioned reasons and so we first have to again evaluating that that baby shower a beautiful day who's not our not our main people right it's a first you know we don't need we can hit the pause button too we don't have to respond those things are usually have notice right we can if we don't want to you know, we can, we can send an email. We can, if it's a little, like they used to do old school with the RSVP and a little, little, letter, little card inside the big invitation, we can send back a no and a nice note. Thank you. Da, 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 da. And let go of the guilt. Guilt is, guilt has its job of keeping us from slashing people's tires and saying vicious, you know, spreading vicious rumors and punching people in the schnozzy. But guilt after, after, you know, keeping us, you know, sort of keeping us in a place of playing nicely with each other, if we mess up or whatever like that, after that, guilt is a, is a horribly useless and crippling emotion. When we, with this example of we RSVP to this thing and my, my mother or my mother-in-law is going to be mad at me and like who knows what that's, where that's going to go and then I'm going to have to hear about it again at Thanksgiving and this is all just easier to just go and blow this beautiful, gorgeous fall day on this shower that I don't want to go to. Nobody there is anybody I need to talk to or want to talk to. Again, they're not evil demons. They're just not doing it for us. It's a five hours of wasted small talk that isn't life-giving, does not 
bring any about any happiness or spark joy, which would be the next level up. And yet I'm feeling guilty. Think about that. That means we are valuing all these other people more than yourself. And we're not talking about being selfish in a bad way. We're talking about being selfish in a good way because that is a gigantic waste of life minutes. So it would be like in a money sense, not really caring about the pair of shoes you just walked by, but oh, I might need them, use them later. So I think I'll buy them in five different colors just in case and blowing a ton of money on shoes you don't care about in five different colors that you're not going to wear and throw in a closet. Like it's not different. It's not, not a great use of your give a shit budget. 